Well, hello, educator friends, and welcome back. We are here with episode 11 of the School Life series. And last episode, we had the amazing Nikki Pisani on as our guest. Nikki shared some really good leadership tips, ways that we can support teachers, and just overall positivity, which you know I love to hear. And then today, we've got another guest who's really special to me, one that I get to call a friend. Uh, and yet again, just another genuinely great educator who is an even better human being. So this guy right here, he is the real deal of a leader who truly is just the epitome of a servant leader. He's one of those that makes others around him better. And I, like I said, I'm thankful to call him a friend. So we've got the doctor in the house. Welcome, Dr. Tyler Cook. Thanks, Thanks Ross. <laughs> it's so good to be on here. I wish we were together hanging out, but at least we can do it on the other side of a screen. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a busy life and uh, you've got a busy life outside of school. So let's talk about that first. Just share with us a little bit about your personal life. Like, Who are you? What are your passions, your family, where you're from? Absolutely. So I live in Erie, Pennsylvania, right on Lake Erie. And I get to be dad to four amazing kiddos, Elijah, Judah, Noah, and Anna, 12, 10, seven and five and i've been married to my beautiful wife stacy for almost 15 years and oh. uh, have lots of passions outside of work because we need to find the right balance so you can find me just about any given time out in the woods hunting something i uh, love to play guitar i love to coach my boys soccer teams and uh, pretty much anything creative anything that gets my creative juices flowing i'm on it that's awesome yeah i think only when i first met you a couple years ago i was so drawn to that like you're just one of those guys that's just passionate about whatever you're doing, you're going to do it with passion and fire. And, and uh, I feel that way. I definitely not on your level, but uh, it, I, it's definitely drew me to you. And like I said, glad, glad to call you a friend. So this is, you know, educational series. So let's start with um, just your educational journey. Why did you become a teacher and, and where did you start your teaching career at? Great question. So I became a teacher really because of, my 11th grade anatomy teacher, Mrs. Freeberg. So as any high schooler is, um, <laughs> we, we go through the, the ups and downs and we try to fit in and we try to really find ourselves in, in high school. And I remember one day I was in anatomy class and Mrs. Freeberg asked me to stay after class for a minute and a little confused why. And she sat there silent for a minute and she had a tear run down her cheek. And I, I don't say that in cliche. I mean, she, she was emotional and she said, Tyler, you have more to offer and more to give than what you're giving. And you know that. And I just want to tell you to please not settle for average. And in that moment to think, wow, someone cared about me enough and someone was passionate enough to pull me aside and see the potential, to see the gold inside of me and encourage me to not settle for average. Uh, marked my life and it, it changed my life, Ross. And I thought if someone can do that for me, then I can do that for others. And it was shortly thereafter I said, I want to be a teacher with my life. I want to be an educator and, and impact students in that way. That's and as so far as, yeah, what came next in my life, I went to, to college and I got my first teaching job as a health and PE teacher. I love sports. I love coaching. And so it was just a fun fit, right? Coming, yeah. coming out of college and uh, was a health and PE teacher for about six years. Uh, but my passion was leadership, leading uh, other people to, as I said earlier, toward their fullest potential and, and seeing the greatness inside of them is something that just makes my heart beat a little faster. And the idea of 
of casting vision and leading people toward that vision while also growing who they are is is the double win. And yeah. and oftentimes I talk about, you know, seeing the the golden side of others. It's something that that takes intentionality, right? Because we give so much of ourselves as as teachers to our students and we're willing to to see the trajectory of who they can be and we need healthy leaders who are willing to do that for teachers, to empower staff, to grow staff, and, and invest ourselves uh, relationally, emotionally, to equip them, to mobilize them, to go do great things in their classrooms. And so uh, I've always had a passion for leadership. And so uh, thankfully, that's where I've had the opportunity to serve over the last 10 years. I was assistant principal at our high school for a year, and now I've been the principal of Klein Elementary School in the Harbor Creek School District for the last nine years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, I want to take a step back to your 11th grade teacher, right? And almost every guest that I've had on and asking that question, so many times it goes back to that one teacher, that one moment, right? And as teachers, for your 11th grade teacher, like, I'm sure she had many conversations with many students, probably has had thousands of students in her teaching career, right? in that one moment with you totally changed the trajectory of your life. Like how special is that? And I think educators need to hear that because she didn't think of that moment as a pivotal moment in her life, but she had the impact on you to totally change that. And then for you now to be a leader and have that same vision and, and whatnot, like you got to have that moment as an 11th grader and you're, you're privileged to have that moment as an 11th grader. Because there are teachers who are 35, 40 years old that have never had a leader like you or someone in their life, and they may have not had that moment yet. So you got the potential to, to now say, hey, there's gold inside of you, right? Yeah. You, you know, I'm thankful you're here teaching, but there's more to it, right? Let's take your second grade classroom to the next level because there's more inside of you. And so, absolutely. And I, I look at that experience like this, Ross, is you know, she put a mirror in front of me, right? She wasn't trying to convince me to be something that I'm not. All she did was she reminded me of who I really was. And what an opportunity that we have as educators and as leaders to simply just put a mirror in front of someone and remind them of who they really are. Yeah, I love that. So so now you're an elementary principal and, and wow, you know, that obviously administration is a tough, tough job, tough career, no doubt. But at the elementary level, um, it's special and you know, the hugs that you get, you can walk into a kindergarten classroom, um, and just the ability for those little, little ones to just cheer you up in the tough moments that you see, um, day to day. And so, uh, that's kind of my next question leads to that is, uh, what does your day to day look like as an elementary principal? Great question. So relationships and connection is the cornerstone of everything that we do, right? Anything meaningful that we want to accomplish in life um, or in education inside of our classrooms or inside of our schools comes down to the connection and relationships that we're intentional to develop and invest in. And so my goal is, you know, rather than building systems and processes and, and just managing, right, when we invest in people, then we can build those around the people that, that we've empowered. And, um, you know, so I start my day connecting and I try to end my day connecting with people. So that means being present, being visible, ensuring that I'm, I'm an investor into people, not just a broker. And what I mean by that is um, no. it's easy just to, to manage. It's easy to get caught up in the, the current uh, and pulled out into the waves of just all the responsibilities that, that we have in leadership or that we have as a teacher. It's easy to um, just focus on the X's and O's. And so 
it's so important and for me in my my day-to-day walk as a leader to make sure i put people first always that the lens that i look through um is is founded uh on relationships love that and i think it's easy and you alluded to it but it's easy as administrators um and in school setting to to miss that mark right and to forget who is leading their school it's not you it's not some system it's the people inside it um one one thing i'll share is this ross is that i um every morning i i drive down uh troop road so i drive down the road and i get to a t i get to this this cross section where i can take a left and my school's about a half mile down the road um you you can take a right and i ask myself this question every morning when i'm driving to work i say am i ready to serve am i ready to give not what are all the things on my schedule? What is the to-do list that I want to make sure that I, I, I cross off throughout the day? I say, am I ready to give of myself? And if the answer is yes, then I take a left and I, I head to climb. If the answer is not yet, I'll take a right and I'll just drive. I'll drive until my heart's in the right place, my head's in the right place. Because if I walk into this building and the only thing that I can see in front of me is crossing things off the to-do list, I'm going to miss the opportunities to impact people throughout the day. But yeah. if I posture myself in a way of I'm ready to serve and to give, to remove barriers, to help teachers and people go do their best work, um, then I, I feel like we we hit the target that we're aiming for around here. That is so cool, Tyler. And listeners, when I said he's the real deal, or, uh, do you believe me yet? I mean, somebody that does that on a daily basis and is willing to take the long way around because you are not ready to serve yet. Um, that is that's incredible. And you're right. I mean. Every single principal in the in the country right now has more than enough on their to do list to sit at that desk all day long and start checking and and keep managing. Um, But what's your school going to look like? What's the impact going to be if you do that? And so you got to have that balance. I know you're going to talk about, um, but you got to have the balance within the workday, just like you have the balance outside of uh, the school as well. So. Great answer, man. Love. I could I could listen to you all day. I'm serious. Uh, I know our listeners are going to think that as well. But uh, you mentioned a little bit um, already about your 11th grade teacher having a big impact on you. But anybody else just have it have had an influence on you uh, in your life to get you to where you are today? Certainly. So I I have a great support system in my life, and and that's something that is so integral that each of us have and as a leader, especially so that we have a, a good, solid support system. And so, um, you know, I have people that, that regularly speak into my life and give me feedback. And although there's been uh, important moments in my life that have influenced me, I believe in order for us to have sustainable impact and to continue growing, we need to have people who regularly have permission uh, to to speak into our life. And so um, even this past summer, one of my great friends, Brian, we were on our way down to Pittsburgh, about a two hour drive, going somewhere together. And and I said, hey, Brian, I know I've said this to you before, but if you see anything that's stealing from my life, if you see a lid anywhere on my life, I want you to tell me. And so you know, feedback is, is such a gift and uh, it comes with an ask, right? It comes with um, giving people permission and asking people to do so. Because yeah, people will by nature inspire us or, or influence yeah. us. But if we really want to go deep, it says, hey, speak into my blind spots. And so, so I've got a really great, I've been super blessed to have a really great support system in, in my life personally. Uh, professionally, um, I've, for the last nine years, I've had the same curriculum director and superintendent that have really believed in me. They've empowered me. Um, they've given me autonomy to, to take risks and try things. And, and having that belief, when you have 
uh, a leader who's truly open-hearted toward you and believes in you, right? Mm. It increases anxiety or decreases anxiety. It increases trust. And it's been a difference maker for me. Oh, yeah. And then the final person that's really impacted me uh, personally slash professionally is, is Todd Nesloni. I know uh, you had Todd on here before and he's really you know, pushed me out of the nest and, and encouraged me in a lot of uh, areas of, of writing. You know, we wrote a book together and, and speaking and traveling and you know, he's just been a, a great person uh, to uh, who's walked the walk, right? And I just talked to yeah. talk, but he's walked the walk. And so um, he's really, really challenged me in some positive ways as well. Yeah. And shout out to Todd. Todd, you know, has had that same impact on me and such a cool moment that we had recently in Las Vegas that get your teeth on. It was the night we went out to dinner and what, there are 11, 12 of us sitting at a table and all, all, everyone at that table had a story similar like that that said, you know, Todd impacted me, pushed me, believed in me, just made me a better leader in person. And, you know, the, the fact that this guy continues to do that and have just valuable um, relationships and make others better is really cool. So, yeah, thanks, Todd, for what you do. Uh, and thanks for having the impact on us. So, my next question for you, Tyler, um, is, you know, what has been a game changer or a hack for you in your school life as a as a principal and as a leader? I know you've got a lot, but what's one that you, just really resonates with you? Absolutely. So one of the biggest hacks in my life is staying really current with my emotions. And what I mean by that is being really aware of, of my dashboard on the inside, because there's tough times, right? There's tough times no matter what you do in life, whether you're stay-at-home mom, whether you're a principal, regardless of what you are, um, you know, the, the going gets tough at times. And if we're not really keenly aware of what's going on in the inside of us, we can easily get log jammed up. And so I make it a point every single day to stay really current with how am I doing? I ask myself uh, multiple times throughout the day, how am I doing or what do I need? And, and maybe it's just in between meetings. I got 15 minutes. I come sit in my office and I say, okay, like, like, how am I doing right now? Or like, what do I need right now? And and usually, you know, within seconds, I know the answer. Like, I just need to like do a lap around the school, right? Like, oh. like I just need to like chug a bottle of water and like just sit here and you know, close my eyes for a minute to make sure that I can go give my best to people. Uh, because when we take care of ourselves on the inside, we can show up well on the outside. And I know that because when I don't stay really current with how I'm doing on the inside and and realizing the impact that sometimes the stressful work we do has, um, I, I can feel myself not showing up with my best on the mm -hmm. outside. And that looks like, like maybe, uh, you know, feeling a little cynical or like, uh, you know, not looking through the, the right lenses of, of, of positivity and optimism and feeling hopeful or, or, mm -hmm. or not uh, being willing to, to invest relationally to the extent that I, that I want to. So I know what it feels like on one end of the spectrum. So that's why it's important that I make sure that I, I, I stay really healthy right here and right here throughout the day. And it's, it's not long. It's maybe two, three minutes is having a little yeah. check-in throughout the day for myself. That's cool. And you know, one thing I see a lot of administrators and leaders, uh, a mistake they make when they don't do that is they make emotional decisions. It's the decisions that aren't sound and true to, to what they really believe in because they are just caught up in their emotions of the day. Mm -hmm. And then they make a, a bad decision or they go off on someone and, and they end up having to apologize uh, later because it wasn't true to who they are. And one thing that I did, uh, and I know you're a big John Gordon fan as well, are those, you know, gratitude walks. So whenever I felt like I needed, you know, to fill my bucket, uh, I take 60 seconds, take a lap around the school uh, and just pour in 
uh, allow others to pour into me, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's a so, great reminder, the gratitude walk. I like it. The gratitude walk, John Gordon, Mr. Positive himself. Um, so the next here is just what I call the open floor. So we'll take, you know, eight, 10 minutes, something like that, um, where you can pour into our uh, listeners. And I know that you're great about this. If we had an hour, you could continue for an hour. Um, but it's just your time to share about leadership and anything that you want to share uh, with our listeners. So Dr. Cook, the floor is yours. Yeah, thanks, Ross. So I guess I'll just continue on really what I was just talking about, right, is yeah. leadership is not for the faint of heart, right? What we do really matters. The stakes are really high. Um, so with that comes um, the responsibility to, to live really healthy on the inside. Um, it takes this intentionality to take care of ourselves, right? Because um, mm -hmm. who we are is how we lead. And, and leadership starts right here. When we live healthy, we can, we can lead healthy. And, and so often as leaders, what I have found because I've lived this is we pour out ourselves each and every day so much. And as a leader, because we do that, we oftentimes we stretch ourselves thin overwork ourselves we burn ourselves out out of the the guys under this guise of sacrifice and we think it's noble right we think it's noble to wear ourselves so thin to give all of ourselves but in fact it's not noble at all because yep, i was guilty up, of that <laughs> yeah right like because we end up not being able to give the best of ourselves to to the people that really deserve it um and so some ways to foster this is is just self-awareness right like really taking an inner look and saying, like I said, how am I doing? And so something I use every single day, sometimes I do it in the morning. Oftentimes I'll do it at night because that's usually when I'm trying to avoid like this, like kind of log jam yeah. inside is I go through uh, this core emotion wheel. And we've all seen some of those emotion wheels that have like a hundred different emotions, right? When you're trying to work with a, a kid and uh, you're saying like, well, how are you really feeling? This emotion wheel that I use, this has eight emotions on it. It's everything from, from hurt, fear, guilt, shame, joy, uh, whatever that would be. And I just work my way around the wheel and I begin to process what's going on inside of me. And, uh, and that self-reflection piece is so, so very important. Um, and you know, I spend time journaling every day as well. And so you obviously hear the theme Ross, right? Like, um, yeah. being a great leader is, is beyond just managing logistics and it's beyond just looking outwardly at all of the things that, that we need to do to show up. It, it, it starts, starts right here on the, on the inside. And, and with that, uh, because you know, I've, I've lived it and I've, I've learned it the hard way. Ross is we obviously want to show up for our people here at school really well, but the people that we need to make sure that we show up for first and foremost is inside the front doors of our home. Yes. And who am I as a leader? If I can do all of the things here well at my school, but I show up with a half a tank when I walk inside the front doors of my house, the most important team that I will ever lead, the most important meeting I'm ever a part of, um, it's around my, my kitchen table. It's yeah. on the floor playing with my kids. It's the date night with my wife. I mean, those are the things that matter most. Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And I don't know if truer words have, have ever been spoken. And so um, when I'm working through things on the inside as a leader um, and, and making sure that I'm fortified, that I'm anchored in the right things, that I'm, I'm staying true to my value system, that I'm welcoming feedback into my life, that I'm fostering self-awareness, all of these things 
Um, it's so that I can make sure that the right bullseyes are being hit in my life. And so if I have an encouragement, um, you know, to every person listening, it's, it's making sure that you're giving your best to your family because your family deserves, um, the best of you, not, not the rest of you. Right. Yeah. You, uh, the, the final encouragement book, I'd love that was, to give. Yeah. That was yes. in your, you know, building off this authenticity book. And, uh, that was one, um, that I just, you know, dog-eared and, and come back to and I think I even took a picture of it and um, it hit me like a ton of bricks because at the time when your book came out I wasn't doing that well as a leader um, and it really forced me to take a step back and say okay I have to make a change in my life I've got to do better at this and um, at the beginning I think when you're out of sync like that it, it takes a lot of intentionality um, and now thankfully I don't know what a year later uh, I can say um, I've got that balance and I see the stronger relationship I have with my wife. I see the rela stronger relationship I have with my kids and, and the impact that that's had on our family as a whole is just pretty special to see. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say I that. I love to hear that. Yeah. Oh, I love it, Ross, because that's the legacy, right? That's, that's our legacy that we're, we're leaving, right? It's the love that, that, that we, we pour into people around us, but it starts at, starts at home first. So Ross, the, the final encouragement that I, I have for, for every person listening is, is growth is a choice. Um, you know, if, if you're taking time to, to listen to this podcast, that's your choice. That's a step that you're taking because you want to develop who you are as a leader, who you are as an educator. And if you've ever read the book Atomic Habits, Ross, by James Clear, it's one of my favorite books. He says that every action that we take is a vote for the person that we wish to become. So just listening to this, this podcast right now, it's a vote for the person that you wish to become. And we need to make sure that we're taking a regular inventory and a diagnostic of, okay, if I continue to do what I'm doing every single day for the next 365 days, right? Am I going to be closer to the person, to the leader, to the husband, to the wife, to the teacher that I really want to be? And if the answer is yes, then amazing. But if the answer is no, that, that's okay. But what ways do I need to calibrate my life or recalibrate my life? And, you know, I, I was talking to someone recently and, and they had uh, said like, Hey, like, I'm just, I'm feeling stuck. I don't feel like yeah. I'm firing on all cylinders. And I feel like I've, I've missed the window here and I, this is too far gone. And I love the old Chinese proverb of, you know, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The next <laughs> best time to plant it is right now. Yes. So, yep. um, you know, when we look at growing as a leader, as a person, uh, it's really uncomfortable. Like it takes leaning in uh, to those really uncomfortable things. And, you know, there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone, Ross, um, as I know, you know, all too well, as you've taken some leaps over the last year of your life, like you've made yourself yeah. really uncomfortable. And the <laughs> byproduct is you're living the life that you want to, and you're showing up in the places that, that you want to. And so, I guess I'll, I'll leave you with this is you know, leadership really matters because when the leader gets better, everyone else around you gets better. Yeah. Gosh, I love that. And you know, one thing, Tyler, I'm going to, I'm going to make you share one more thing because it, I've heard you talk about this several times now, but like everyone has the potential to be a leader, right? Share, share just 60 seconds about whether it's the teacher that's listening or the principal that's listening. Um, about the leader within everyone. You know, you hit the nail on the head, Ross. It, it, a leader has nothing to do with your title. 
has nothing to do with your position, right? If you have influence and you have impact, you are a leader because eyes are always watching, ears are always listening. And I used that that example earlier of, of, a, of a stay-at-home mom, right? It's one of the most important jobs there is, right? You're, you're always influencing, not just based on what you say, but your life on display. And every single one of us has air in our lungs and our life is on display for the people around us. And you have an opportunity, no matter what your role is, no matter where you are in life, to elevate the people around you, to influence and, and call people up higher. You know, I want to be known um, when my time on earth has come to be end, to, to an end. I want to be known as someone who elevates and lifts people and builds people around me. And so whether you're in a kindergarten classroom, whether you're in central office, whether you're a principal, whoever you are, that calling on your life does not change. Whoever you're in front of, that's I mean, that's your mission field right in front of you yeah. in that moment. Ah, I love that. And so, I mean, I, I you say it so much better than I do. But um, like you said, you know, I made some changes in my life over the past year. And one of the, the toughest choices or, you know, questions that I kept going back to was, if I'm not a, an elementary principal, I'm not going to be a leader, right? I'm not leading 600 students, 85 staff members. Um, but now that I've stepped out and I have the opportunity to lead, um, you know, a smaller group of employees at school life, but also I found that I get to lead um, just like last week in North Carolina, step into to the school there in Monroe, North Carolina and speak for two hours. Like that was leadership, right? That was the opportunity to pour into others uh, and lead for those two hours. And, and, and even though I left, you know, I'm still getting messages uh, on social media that says, hey, you know, thank you. And so um, those are, are ways that I lead now. It's a different season of life. Um, and I get to walk out my office door here in about five minutes. And like you've said time and time again, in this last 30 minutes, I get to be a leader right here in my home uh, with my family. Um, and that's that's where it's at, you know. So uh, as we end, you gave a lot of advice to educators and just humans and the adults that are going to listen to this episode. But what advice do you give to students? I would say my advice for students is exactly what my 11th grade teacher, Mrs. Freeberg, said to me. Yeah. You have so much to give. Don't settle for average. Don't settle for average. That's perfect. And, and every doesn't matter if you're six years old, you can still get that, right? No, uh, eight years old, 11th grader, whatever it is. So Tyler, so much in this jam-packed in this episode. Um, if you are not Ross. following Tyler on social media, absolutely go do that. He's everywhere. Dr. Tyler Cook, because uh, he is putting out gold, just like you heard him speak in this episode um, on a daily, weekly basis that we need more of. I mean, honestly, and I don't think enough people are seeing what you're putting out because uh, just like you made an impact on me through your book, you had no idea, I don't think, until I told you that today. Um, your words need to have a bigger impact and need to be heard. So keep doing it, brother. Thank you for being a friend. Thanks for taking the time to be on here. Um, just really appreciate it. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you and all you're doing, Ross. Thank you. Well, to all our listeners, this is episode 11 with Dr. Tyler Cook. Who do we have next? Stick around. We'll find out next week. It'll be another uh, special educator from somewhere around the world. So that's all we got for this week. Until next, be great today.